I don't think it would have had the impact that it would have had. Because, yes, I would have had some really good knowledge about yeah. stuff, but actually what it really meant day in, day out, and it was nothing to do with work and it was nothing to do with anything else, but it was yeah. all to do with when I walk through the door after a rubbish day at work, can I be bothered to play with my kids? Can I be bothered to put a bit of effort in? That, that, that was it, because I've not been. Okay, so welcome, dear podcast listener, to uh, Series 6. Um, I'm sitting here in a studio. In fact, a podcast viewer as well, by the way. Now you can watch us on YouTube or wherever. I've got my love T-shirt on. I'm sitting opposite to Daryl, who's got his happy T-shirt on. We've got some blueberries in the table that I'm going to share with Very him because I love him to bits. So, Daz, I can ask you to introduce yourself in a minute. Let me just introduce my version of who I think you are. <laughs> you can tell me who you really are in a minute. So, you've worked for Ottoman Brill for, I don't know, maybe 10 years now. And what I was looking now. Is it 12 it's years? My 12th now. Coming into my 12th, yeah. Okay. And I was looking at the, because what we do is uh, obviously we deliver wellbeing training, leadership training all over all over the place. And Daz is like a just amazing trainer. I was looking at your, your scores on the door. So, we ask, our clients, when we've delivered training, what did you think of the training? How would you rank it on a scale of one to 10? And would you recommend us out of 10? And Daz, after about 600 events, 600 people, he's scoring like a 9.6. In fact, he's gutted if he, get, if he gets an eight or a nine. Yeah. So yeah, Daz is like, Daz is like he's, he's sort of the most amazing, consistently awesome trainer in the Art of Being Brilliant team for 12 whole years. So I want to explore that. But I think, first of all, maybe you need to introduce yourself and a bit of backstory. So who, who the heck are you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Daz, um, and I used to, my previous nick, so Daryl is my name, my previous nickname when I used to work in radio uh, from my friends that didn't work in radio was Disco. So it's really weird. So I've got different friendship groups that call me disco lots of Daz. different names. So Disco, yeah, so combine them together, Disco. <laughs> so yeah, so I was called Disco for many years. Um, but yeah, so I... Um, I'm a lad that grew up in Swindon in Wiltshire, left in the 90s to go and scrape a biochemistry degree in Liverpool, love Liverpool, um, stayed around the northwest. That's where I met my current wife. Um, current wife? Well, current wife. Your current wife, of, I meant to say, of so many years, but I can't remember how many years. <laughs> oh, I thought you might be on, on the verge of swapping. On the verge of swapping, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not, not at the minute. Not that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> not so, just in uh, years, no, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that was that, really. Stayed around the Northwest, but I, I ended up um, from moving from biochemistry into being one of those annoying radio presenters for a few years. From biochemistry uh, to radio presenters. Yeah, I'd always had a, I'd, I was a bit of a geek about it all. I did hospital radio in, oh, in okay. Liverpool and stuff, yeah. and I had an interest in it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and then it just got given these opportunities, so sort of gave up a relatively secure career path as a biochemist, a lab rat, and went on to this sort of nomadic world of what was commercial radio in, in the way it was back then, where there were lots and lots of different stations. And um, and then just realised I'd actually had, and this relates to, I guess, where I get to now without boring people to death, but I'd had some really good coaching and some really rubbish sort of coaching from the sort of the people that sort of looking after the programming teams. And so I sort of decided that I wanted to be one of those programmers that I didn't want to be sort of stuck in a studio for however many years. Um and then, and here I found myself in the studio. Um, but um, so I sort of did that. So I'd always had a fascination with people and sort of how they work, really. And the industry that I was in, it was a really creative industry, and certainly within the programming teams back then. But there was a whole bunch of insecure people, generally radio presenters, 
Mm. are really, really insecure. And it's sort of unsurprising, really, in the environment they're in, that for three or four hours, mm. most people are just sat in a, you know, in literally a bomb-proof studio <laughs> on their own, talking to potentially thousands of people, but having no idea what reaction it's getting, whether it's any good or not. And, and, and yeah, and then they used to do these sort of, the coaching sessions afterwards, when I first joined, were called snoop sessions. So by connotations, it was like, we are going to listen and snoop in on what you talked about. And bearing in mind, it's not life and death. And most of the time it's playing records. There's not a lot a radio presenter can do particularly wrong. Mm. Um, but it was just this really weird environment. So yeah, one of my mentors, Mark, Mark Story, who um, uh, loved to bits, um, just always said, if you're going to get into the whole programming thing, in terms of looking after people, just remember they're just like a bunch of insecure 10-year-olds. Mm. He said, one, you won't go crazy in your day-to-day -day life thinking about that, but also you just need to think about that's that's who they are. And so... It's not just radio presenters, mate. Well, like, no, it's like, yeah, pretty, 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 pretty much every... What we've learned is pretty much every... There's 8 billion probably all that. <laughs> but that was just... So that was just the best bit of advice, really. So I ended up sort of blood, sweat and tears in terms of an hours and hours worrying and stressing about other people and, and, mm. and their development and everything else. And what ended up happening is after all of the years of doing it and all the different stations that I worked at, it was that classic sort of burnout thing. What I hadn't really done was spend any time looking after me in that period of time. Yeah. So I had no grounded of what all the stuff that I know now, I had no, no decent level of resilience. So I was just going on adrenaline, going on adrenaline. My yeah. focus was always about somebody else. And while that's really nice, yeah. and this feeds into what our sessions are really all about, it's great to help other people. But if you don't, start with you then at some point the cliff comes That's and the cliff came yeah. for me um yeah. and it was yeah it was a sort of a it was just a a moment of becoming miserable and stressed and grumpy and a rubbish dad and a rubbish husband i mean i'm not perfect husband but a really rubbish husband for for you know 18 months two years and then um as i sort of as i share in my sessions not that whole long boring story but actually what the spark that got me out of it was your phd so I came across, I came across this, not, not that I read the academic version of the PhD, but the Art of Being Brilliant book, it was someone just recommended it to me. And that was my, that was the light bulb moment. So the fact that, you know, it, in terms of the field of positive psychology, it changed my life twice. The biggest change and the, the most important change was that moment then 13 years ago, I think it would have been now where it was like, right. It got me to look in at me, awareness suddenly. I was suddenly aware of who I was and who I didn't want to be anymore and who I was and the impact I was having. So the awareness thing was massive and yeah. that was the moment. And then that sort of gave me the urge and the confidence to go, right, I need to do something different. And for me, it was, a, yeah. I knew the industry I was in wasn't right for me anymore and it was time to move on. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to accept that for two years, which is why I've been miserable. So the that's interesting that though, because we meet every day people who aren't happy in their jobs, yeah. but they do it for 30 years. And yeah, they, yeah. So the thing about, I mean, what two percenters as we call them is the people who are kind of living at the top end of their well-being spectrum, being their best self is what they, what they won't do is they won't, they'll, they'll try a job and if it's not working, they'll change. They'll do something else. They won't stick at it for 30 years. You know, we've all had these experience. Yeah. I've worked here 29 years. <laughs> I've not had a good day yet. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah, all had those yeah, delegates yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, well, you're not going to get another. You're not going to yeah, 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 yeah. get another go at those 29 years. So no, it no. would be better for everybody if that person had made a decision 28 years Absolutely. ago to do something different. Yeah, for now you, but you did. That's the that's the thing. You did make the decision to jump ship. So so you now obviously came on board with us, and you're just knocking it out of the ballpark. So 
what are you doing then that that's scoring over a 12-year period why people are rating you as a a 9.6 which is a for not just the abs- if i give you can't give give the the viewers and listeners a contact like it's called the um, net promoter score so anything that's like what we measure so it's quite a famous thing so hotels do it and lots of companies do it generally speaking if you score in 40 percent then you that's people will think that's really good like if you're a hotel and people are scoring you four out of ten they're like yay fantastic you're nine point ninety six percent maybe so something is going very right What's going right? I, I'd like, I'd like to think, because and you're, I mean, I will say, you know, you when you started your PhD, and this is worth worthwhile knowing. In two years' time, it'll be twenty years, right? Establish, you know, you know, do, well-being for twenty years, right? And when was well-being introduced? Well, <laughs> well we were doing well-being before, before well-being exactly. was a thing, mate. So, yeah. There you go. So, so, um, but for me, I think it was because it made the difference for me. So while you know, initially in the early days, because our sessions are obviously intended, if you've not experienced one, they're not they're not like a typical training session. We want people to have a bit of fun, a bit light-hearted, really, really informal. It's not corporates or jargon or anything. But um, but actually, more importantly, it's about getting people to think about themselves and giving them some tools to go away and think about themselves. Um, I think for me. In the early days, because you just wanted to try and get the laugh, it was about what worked for me was nicking your material. Um, but but after that, once you've got your own, you don't do that anymore. Though, no, do you? No, 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 no. But I just... nick your material now, mate. <laughs> but it's all. I think you know because prior to coming on, I'd never stood in front of anyone delivering anything. No, well, so that's, that's the interesting I thing. Mean, you've not got a background in training, no, have I, you? I, so it's a very it's like a weird transition. One to one coaching, yes, which I sort of learned on the job. No formal qualifications, yeah. any of that either. But um, but yeah, so. But now I think where it is and the world and COVID and cost of living and where we are now, I think what what seems to come through over the years is I think it's just being genuine. I think, yeah. you know, I share a bit of me. It's, the session's not about me, but I think it means people can relate to the fact that, yes, I'm sat here wearing a happy T-shirt now, but I've not I've not been happy by 49 years on this no, planet. No. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I think... I, like to think that's what it is what what cuts through the, the nicest bit of feedback i get when people are kind enough at the end of a session to come up is um i can i can tell you really believe yeah this you're really passionate about this yeah. it sort of it comes from within rather than it being and this is no criticism of, 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 of any other sort of training company or anything else but rather than turning up and giving some spiel about something yes that's super um, powerful actually that, that's more powerful than you just made than that sounds i think is is authentically you. People can see that you really mean it. This is genuine. It's from here, really. Not yeah, here. totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's from your heart. That, I mean, that's uh, that authenticity. I think is. I like to think all the all the being built trainers. I mean, because we were at, we were right a bunch of weirdos when we got together. <laughs> aren't we? we got all sorts of people, <laughs> but they're all real. That, honestly, that's the thing that we've got in common is they're all real and they're all passionate. They care passionately about what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and all others, no, nobody's uh, happy always. No. But the thing is, you can learn to be your best self more of the time. And I think, yeah. I think in the modern world, when it's beating it out of us, it becomes really. I think our subject now, the art of being brilliant now, or rising stronger, or mental wealth, whatever we call it, is more relevant now than it was twenty years ago. Yeah, totally. That's that's how I start start my sessions. Really, it's yeah. more it's more more relevant and more important now. Yeah. If if we, in all seriousness, if we are not now in this current world that we're living in, if we are, if we can't find a bit of time or a focus to start looking after ourselves now, 
when are we going to? Yeah. Because what 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 we're going to wait for? Um, yeah. Waiting for in, you know sort of inflation to go down to a much nicer level. Well, that may well happen. But then what else is coming around the court? What what yeah. what, what what is it that we're waiting for in terms of? The, it, and again, like you say, it's not about eradicating bad days. It's about going back to my story. It's in those moments where I slumped. I never had the belief that I could get back. So my bad day would drift into a week, yeah. then a fortnight, yeah. and then a month. And for me, it was like, well, yeah. am I, I'm, I'm waiting for something external to get me back. Yeah. And, and the book was that external thing eventually that made me suddenly realize, okay, I don't want to be here, but actually I still need then strategies to go somewhere. I was yeah. still in the same situation, the same jobs, the same mortgage, the same everything else. My world hadn't changed. All that had changed in my head was, whoa, right. I don't want to be this me. <laughs> So I need to be another me. I don't know how I'm going to get there, yeah. but but even even that even the thought of that, I remember sort of them driving into work, and and this is again for people that I work with at the station that I last worked with. It's not not about the people I work. I love the people I work with. It was the whole industry had changed. Yeah. So the things that I enjoy doing the most became less and less. It was yeah. just I wasn't playing to my strengths anymore. But um, so it wasn't about the people I work with. But I felt a bit of a weight lifted from my shoulder. I had no idea what my next journey was going to be, but I knew what it wasn't going to be. Yeah. And, wow. But then that gave, then that gives you the motivation, if you like, to stop feeling sorry for yourself, get off your oh, backside, okay, and then I need to find a new way. Then because I need, to, I, I need to support my You've family. Got a mortgage to pay, man. <laughs> yeah, stuff it's to a do. big deal, is it? It's a big but, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I do think that too many people are waiting for the world to be perfect, and then they're going to be their best self. And I think it's what well, what we're into is being your best self in an imperfect world. The world yeah. is always going to be imperfect. Yeah. You know, you're going to die waiting if you're waiting for it to be perfect. It always has been imperfect. It always will be. It seems a bit particularly imperfect at the moment. It yeah. seems a bit, yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. madder than usual. Um, but the craziness is, is I, in fact, I was, at, um, I was with a bunch of students today and I talked about the craziness out there in the external world is one thing, but dealing with the craziness in your head is where it has to start. Yeah. So basically what positive psychology has given you is a realisation it's the answer aren't out there. The answers were in you all the time. Yeah. So what I kind of preach, I found a little, I feel, always feel a bit like some sort of, I don't know, happy clappy guru yeah, type. Yeah. And I go, you know, you've got the answers. You are brilliant. You <laughs> yeah, just yeah. forgot. Yeah. But yeah. you've actually, all the answers are already inside you. Yeah. And it sounds a bit, oh, a bit Eastern philosophy, and bit, but it's true. You, you yeah, know yeah. what you want to do and you know what you should do, but you're not doing it. And yeah. So well, you just found it within. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, and I th and I think that's it. And, and like I say, you know, uh, uh, you know, when you get people, for me, when you you get people that just come up, and one, it's very nice if they say, "I can tell you really mean what you're talking about." But the other thing I really like is when people just say, "So I'm I'm prompting for many many more people this year to come up and say this to me." I'm not, but um, when people kind of to go, "You've given me a lot to think about." Yeah, cool. And that for me is like. Job done. Not the laughter, not anything. I'm, no. I, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm yeah. glad it was like, you know, three hours of your life that sort of flew by and felt yeah. sort of good. But actually it's now you leave. Yeah. That's what well, I'd like I, you to think about. I, I call it personal remembering. You've not really yeah. taught them anything. You've just reminded them how yeah. amazing they already are when they, when they decide yeah. to be. Yeah, cool. Do you ever get... Um, do you ever get emotional when you, you know, when you're delivering training? Do you ever, because I, I found myself, I don't know if you're mm. getting old or something, but I find myself sometimes, well, halfway through a story and I can, I think, hang on. Yeah. I can feel a few tears pricking the back of my eyes here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah you, in fact, you're starting to well up a little bit now. Your eyes yeah, are going yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. Um Genuinely they are. But um, yeah. yeah, I think, 
I, I definitely did do a lot in the early days because for me, the trigger, whatever my career was then going to go into before I, you know, I'd only sent an email to the, to you to say thanks for writing your book. That's all it was. I'd, I'd done my, my, that was my sort of pay it, pay it back thing. Thanks for writing your book. That was it. Thanks you. Right. I need to go and do something now. Um, but, um, but it was about the kids. Yeah. I mean, my kids are 21 or 16 now, so 13 years ago, do the maths. Yeah. Um, it was about who I was when I walked through the door. And that was, I think that was the biggest thing that resonated me in the book. Yes, the, the PhD, the PhD, written beautifully the book, and it gets rid of all the complicated PhD jargon, but but actually it was the stories behind it and it was the anecdotes and it was the things that suddenly go back to there. It was like, I read that and that's where it hit me. I think, you know, if it wasn't for that, I don't think it would have had the impact that it would have had. Because yes, I would have had some really good knowledge about yeah. stuff, but actually what it really meant day in, day out, and it was nothing to do with work and it was nothing to do with anything else, but it was yeah. all to do with when I walk through the door after a rubbish day at work, can I be bothered to play with my kids? Can I be bothered to put a bit of effort in? That 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 was it. Because I've not been. And that's and that's the mirror that um yeah. I use a slide that I put up and there's a little baby staring at a mirror mirror sort of I think it says at the top hello it's me again sort of thing but I sort of use that as a that that book was my mirror but if I wouldn't have looked in that mirror then who knows yeah you know I would have just carried on drifting and doing whatever I was doing and 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 clawing to survival of just coping yeah. day in day out well there's a lot um, going on mate which just, is you know yeah yeah that takes us to I mean maybe finish with this because we don't want these to to be too long but. Um, I always feel a bit of a charlatan. Like corporate, like big businesses, book us to come and do some training for their staff. You know, and I'm thinking, well, it's nothing to do with work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to. What are you going to do? Can you come get them to work on it? No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm going to get them to hopefully feel better about being alive on this planet for their four thousand weeks. Yeah, yeah. But I want you to be your best self when you go home to your, yeah. to your, to your partner and your kids yeah, and whatever yeah. and your dog, whoever you've got, I want you to be your best self outside of work as well. And I've lost track, mate, because I, I always thought it would be the other way around, is people tell me I am my best self at work. I'm paid a salary. Yes. I go to my meetings. I, I do. I, I listen to people. I coach people. I do my best thing at work. Then I knack it. I get home and I've got to play with the kids. I've got to yeah, cook yeah. the tea and I've, I'm yeah. like snappy and I'm a bit grumpy at home. And they say, well, that's the that's really a thing where the magic source of the art of being real is. It's it's kind of it's about both of those worlds. It's about yeah. you and your entirety. The whole person is being your best self in all of those situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and I, and I think about seeing those situations differently, and you're because it is about nudging your brain. So, so I don't know whether it's because of the pandemic and because some of the some of the sessions that I've done certainly virtually, and so I might still imply that that a lot of people are still working from home. That actually, the number of times when I, I do the exercise of you know what three good th just sharing the chat what three good things happened about you know uh, yesterday for yeah. example if it's the first thing in the morning session and the number of people that are starting to put through stuff now and this this has been a big shift but the number of people that are putting in there now like i made a really lovely meal um or we sat down with the family yeah. and actually rather than it being it, i what what rubbish things happened yesterday i had to make a bloody meal for the yeah. family rushing around when i got back from work Actually, and maybe it's because the people that are working from home are maybe not quite as physically running around. Maybe. Um, maybe, I don't know. But actually, I'm certainly getting a sense of more and more of that, that it's, you know, going back to these, there's more of, at least people are sort of being more mindful of it. Yeah. And sort of it just, this is a moment that actually can be, whether it's fish yeah. and chips or you're making a Jamie Oliver recipe, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But what you're doing it for is you, your partner, your family, some friends. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Gosh. It's about creating those moments. Um, and maybe because for a couple of years, we we weren't allowed those moments. Wow. Certainly for 18 months. No, we, we weren't, were we? No, gosh. So, um, you know. Right. right, well, I think I think, I think that'll have to do, mate. And we've still not eaten all the blueberries, so yeah. we'll have to do part two at some point and <laughs> yeah, finish yeah, those yeah. off. But uh, that's for now. Thank, thanks ever so much. Um, no worries. Obviously, anybody watching or listening to this, you want the one of the best speakers on the entire planet, <laughs> on the entire planet, then Daryl Woodman's your man. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. <laughs> Remember the world has enough negativity already. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.